Good morning. This is our weekly podcast over here at EG Tax Service. And um, no, this isn't Esther. Esther is on a short vacation. She just celebrated her birthday. So we thought we'd give her some time off. Um, So it's just Chris and I in studio today. And we're doing our podcast. And we thought we'd mix it up a little bit. Excuse me. We usually have been marching down the tax return, um, discussing each avenue of the tax return. But because it's the fourth quarter, the end of 2021 is winding down. We thought we'd talk about some last minute moves that you can make before the year closes. And so we're sort of doing a diversion. And then Esther will be back next week and um, we'll be happy to have her back in studio. But of course, I'm joined with Christopher Fabian. Hello, Tiffany. How's it going? Good, good. You know, we're, we're surviving, um, <laughs> getting cold in Buffalo. But, you know, if people have questions for us during the week, you know, they can reach us here at 716-632-7886. That was 716-632-7886. They could also go on our website at egtax.com, and there's a link to Ask the Tax Lady. And even though Esther is on vacation, she still answers those. Yeah, she does. I've been on boats with her. I've been on planes. I've been on cruise ships, uh, submarines. Trains, planes, (laughs) and automobiles. Wherever she is, she answers those. I I can tell you she has a passion for helping people and a passion for tax law, and it's amazing to see. And then also in that same vein, if you get a letter, never just pay the letter. You know, I was... I was helping somebody out in the world and um and uh he was like, "Yeah, I got a letter. I got a big refund. They only wanted $495." So I thought to myself, "I'm I'm just going to pay it. I, I feel like uh, they they deserve that $495, but that's really not how it goes and and you should never pay something. I would say at least 85% of the letters are wrong or or partially wrong. Would you agree? Oh, most definitely. Never give the government anything more than you have to. I had I had a client yesterday came in, he was doing his deceased sister's return and the other brother said, "Eh, who cares? Whatever the refund is, let the government keep it." Well, her refund was forty five hundred dollars. Oh my god! <laughs> no, 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 no! Don't let the government keep that. No. And then, then she ended up owing New York, so there's going to be interest and penalties. I said the good thing is because we were waiting for New York to release the unemployment to him, that we could probably fight the penalty. Yeah. But after you know two years, three years, they mail that letter. You didn't file you're not going to be able to get that penalty waived anymore. Yeah. And then also stay tuned. I know um, the new tax bill, Build Back Better, is now in the House. It's in the Senate. The House approved it. The Senate's now putting their clause in it. And so once we find out the final rulings for the Build Back Better bill, we'll let you know. I know Esther's been chomping at the bit, and she's been 
she knows what's in it, of course, um, it can be changed. And so yeah. it it doesn't look good for people who make over 400000 or people who actually saved for their retirement. Well, that, that's what I was talking about with, when you said when we were talking about just let the government have it, you know, they're trying to change the tax laws. So people who have done a good job saving uh, have less. So never just let the government have and let the letter go stand by the what they say, because you've worked really hard for what you have. And it's a good idea to save everything you have. And exactly. So it's a, and then what did I, oh, and then I was thinking about our radio shows. Our radio show is on um, WBEN every Saturday from three to four. Those are also on our website if you wanted to listen to those. It's a call in show. And so it's a lot of fun. But the topic today, we're thinking things about you can do still for the fourth quarter. And so last minute tax moves is what we've titled it. Um, and don't forget, if you have a business, don't wait until January. Look at your books now. Um, I, I know, <laughs> Chris, when I'm doing a tax return and somebody comes in and we're doing their Schedule C and they don't have any of their books done, uh, we don't have time to do bookkeeping when no. they're doing the tax return. No. One of the things I always do with my clients is right up, when they come in and I know they're a business, oh, how was last year? Oh, I don't know. You're the one who's going to tell me. I don't look at it. Yeah. Well, that's not good. No, no. They should know the health of their business every month of the year. They yep. should have a bookkeeper, and the bookkeeper gives them a report. Because I know even looking at you and Esther, when you guys do the bills and you do the bookkeeping, we have a, a full-time bookkeeper. You guys look to see where money is going. And so you see if you could stop the bleeding or make a change. I mean, maybe you're paying too much for your merchant services, <clears throat> but you don't know if you don't know right. the, the health of your business. You, you got to look at and everything. The, and the, the, re the reason we're saying do it now, you still have a month left. You know, it, yeah, it's not a lot of time, but it's still time to do things. So if you have a profit, you know, the bigger than you thought, maybe you thought, okay, uh, you know, I made twenty thousand dollars this year, but you look at your books and you're at sixty thousand. Yeah. Well, that's an extra forty thousand dollars worth of self employment tax you're gonna have to pay on. So that's forty times that's an extra six thousand dollars plus figure another six thousand in income tax. That's twelve thousand dollars in taxes. So you might want to do an estimated payment or maybe you wanna uh, buy a computer or a desk or something that you've been thinking about doing and you know that your business needs, well, do it now and use some of that excess profit and put it back into the business. Yeah, maybe, you know, if you're in a cold weather state and you're in snow plowing, you buy a new snow plow if, you're, if you need one. You know, we're not saying waste your money. Right. You know, don't go buy something you don't need. If you go, well, you know what? I was thinking about buying it next year. Maybe buy it this year instead. Get that tax right off now. Because, you know, so on 40000 I said it cost you, what did I say? $12,000. Right. Okay. So that's more than, it's a 25% savings. Right. But you're still spending 75%. That's right. So... Don't spend it if you don't need to. It's better to have more money in your pocket. But if you're looking at your bottom line and there's stuff you're going to buy, like Tiff said, computers, desks, maybe a car, maybe it's a truck, yep. you know, vehicles over twenty uh, 6,000 pounds. 
get a one time rate off of twenty five thousand, and then you depreciate the rest. So, 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 stop on that for a little while. If um, you're a landscaper and you buy a six ton vehicle, six thousand pounds. Okay, what do you get to do with that? You you get to write off a first $25,000 as an expense. Whereas somebody else would have to take it over um, five years five years and do divide it over. So you get that big load right up front, which is a really, really nice write-off. And right. So, so if, you, if you buy a $50,000 truck, you get a $25,000 expense, and then you depreciate the other $25,000. So you're basically writing off 30000 in the first year. Now, there was a change in the tax law a few years ago. If you have um, sold a truck or a car for your business, what do you have to do? Well, then you sell it. That's a, you can't do an exchange like you used to. Like you used to, you have to sell the old one on your tax return, and if there's a profit, you have to pay the tax. You know, but it's something to look into. Yeah, because I. How many people do you see, Tiff, that are so surprised how much money they owe because they don't pay attention during the year? A lot, and and, and then you know, also I, I remind people when I'm doing their tax return. But don't forget you're paying into Social Security. You know, how many times do you see business owners who have never had a profit, never had a profit, never had a profit, and then when they reach their golden age of 63, 64, and they want to collect on their Social Security, wah, 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 they have no Social Security that they can draw from because they haven't been paying in, right? Right. Well, that's, you know, we have some people who are are professional landlords. They might have 40 properties. And they've been doing that their whole life. They're not paying into Social Security. Right. You know, incorporate and then write a paycheck to yourself. Exactly. Start getting into Social Security. And that's where tax planning is really important. I know last night I was talking to a medical doctor and he was, he's been doing his books um, and he was looking at his end of the year and he was thinking about how much he could put into an SEP or how much he could put into a pension plan. And so you, you really want to make sure you're always looking at the numbers, but we divert. Let's go back to things you could buy. How about like a new sign for your business? Your, right. One of your, your signs is warped and you've been thinking I should do this. Yeah. If they're outdated, if, you know, if, if it's crackling, if it's on wood and if the paint <laughs> is chipping, get a new sign. Yeah. You know, it, it will help, you know, it's something you need and it will help you save a little bit of money on your tax return. Right. And if, then um, the, now the difference is that you could also do some repairs. The difference between a sign and a repair is a sign you have to depreciate, whereas a repair you can expense all of it that this year. Right, right. But you can also do a 179 expense for on the sign, sign. Yeah. or the computer or the desk where you get the full write-off this year. Right. So because if you buy something now and it's m- more than 40% of your other assets you bought during the year, you have to do what's called mid-quarter convention on your depreciation, which means you're going to get a very, very <laughs> little write-off this year. Right. So, but they give you, you can take right off to a million dollars in a 179 expense. Right. Or you could do bonus depreciation, which is really nice. Now, it doesn't mean you should always do it. Some people are at a, a position where they might want to spread it out to other years. And again, that's where tax planning comes into play. 
Um, employee bonuses. We hit on this when I talked about that doctor. Um, so for instance, he has a pension plan besides an IRA. He could do a simple IRA, a 401k and an SCP. And you were kind enough to put some examples together. Chris, what were the examples that you did? Right. Well, you can do a simple IRA where you can do 13,500 a year plus a $3,000 catch up provision. If you're over age 50, and then you get to match up to 3%. Right. And then and then don't forget, if you're a self-employed person, you are paying for your own health insurance. And so your health insurance is an adjustment to income. You can't take it. How many times have you seen people put expenses in the wrong places on a Schedule right. C? And so you can't put the health insurance as an expense, a direct expense on the Schedule C, but it is an adjustment to income. Now, what if you pay health insurance for your other staff? Well, that would be, that is an expense on your business. And then what if you pay, this is also missed, what if you pay payroll to your staff? And what about, what do you do with the half of the FICA and the Medicare? Well, your share is a write-off. So right. you have to really, when you're looking at your books, you got to really dive into those payroll reports. The quarterly reports are the best thing to look at. And you get the extra figure. I mean, if if like you were my employee and I paid you 20000 my write-off just isn't 20000 My write-off is your 20000 plus my share of the Social Security, my share of the Medicare, uh, my FUDA, which is federal unemployment, my SUDA, state unemployment tax that I pay. So for your 20000 I may get to write off. 23,000. And have you, we've seen that missed, right? We have seen that <clears throat> missed. And so you don't want to, that's why, you know, when you're doing your payroll, Esther, and, and we always recommend using a payroll service. It's not, it's a really daunting task to do your own payroll because um, we've seen New York state um, hop on people and say, where is your portion? And it, you can get really sloppy and you can really find yourself behind the eight ball. Right. There's there's two taxes out there that the government can shut you down for. Okay. One is payroll tax and the other is sales tax. Okay. Your income tax, believe it or not, you can be 20 years behind right? and they're not going to shut your business down. They may have levies on you, but they're not going to shut you down. But if you're behind in your payroll tax or your sales tax, they will shut you down because that is deemed fraud because you stole money <coughs> from your employees because Yikes. or your or your customers or New York State or whatever other state you live in for your sales tax because that was money you collected already that you were supposed to pay into the your uh, yeah. And then another little U-turn or diversion is I have a lot of business owners, Chris, who <laughs> uh, they have more than one Schedule C. And and so it gets real sloppy. And so a really good solution is to have a separate bank account for each one of your businesses. Well, you have to. I mean, right. by law, you should have a separate bank account. Uh, right. And so you you don't want to commingle funds. You don't want to commingle the money that you're bringing in. You don't want to commingle the expenses. So for instance, we talked about a computer or a desk. And so say you had a architect business, and then you also had a landscaping business, and you also had a, a payroll business. You don't want to pay for the desk for the architect business out of the landscaping business. 
and vice versa. You wouldn't want to take money in in different accounts. And it just, it, it becomes like spaghetti when you're trying to unravel it. And so, you know, Esther's really famous for saying the details will kill you. And so she said she doesn't always like doing the details, but you got to do the details, right? Right, right, right. You know, and going back to the pension plans, there's a 401k you could set up. I mean, 19500 you can put in. You have to the end of the year through your payroll to put that in. And if you're over 50, there's another $6,500. Um, and then you get to match it. The employer, if you're the employer, you get to match. So that's extra money you get to put in, which is a deduction for the business. Now, uh, I was taught, did, did I step on nope, you? Go ahead. Oh, please, we got plenty nope. of time. What were you going to say? I was going to then go into an SCP where that's your self employed. Your simple IRA and your 401k would be if you're a corporation. An SCP would be for a self employed person where they can put 25% of their net profit in up to $57,000. The nice thing about that is they have until the due date of the return to set up the plan and to put the money in the plan. Right. So that means the normal tax person ends when? The normal person ends on April 15th. Right. But they can file an extension. They can, a six-month automatic extension. So then that goes to October 15th. So you may be going right now, well, I don't have money to put in that kind of money. Well, can you get it throughout the year? Do your taxes, find out what your balance due is, pay it with the extension, and then don't file the return until you save enough money and you made the contribution. And that's a feature only for the SEP, right? Correct. Now, I, I was talking to that doctor, and he what he says, what if he wants to take a loan from his SEP or his IRA? You can't do that, You right? can't do that. But can does that feature exist for the 401k? The 401k, if you set it up, you ha- you can take your loan out. I mean, the difference, you got to look at the costs. Right. Okay. To, to Not just the cost to set up, but the cost to manage. Right. An SCP and a simple isn't that bad. The 401ks can be quite costly. So that's what you, you know, you may be able to put more money away, but you got to really check the cost because it may cost you $5,000 a year <clears throat> for, for a company for me to manage it. Right. Right, right, right. Rich really makes a difference. You know, <clears throat> I can't tell you throughout the year, there's so many times that Esther looks at things and checks to see how much things are costing her and sees where, she, you know, she can save money. You know, maybe it's payroll, like we talked about. Maybe it's um, credit card processing. And so you really want to make sure you that you spend the time doing that. Another thing let's talk about is rental properties. And so, if you are a landlord, this is December, December 2nd, right? And so you still have an opportunity to do some of those moves that can help you um, to eat up some of your revenue and not just eat it up, but rightfully so do some improvements to your rental property, which is a really good idea. Right. You you know, either basic repairs or, you know, maybe you needed a new hot water tank. And, you know, the nice thing with rental properties, they have the safe harbor election where if the asset is less than a 20-year property, you can expense it if it's up under $2,500. Correct. So instead of where you got to depreciate a $2,000 item over seven years, you can take that full expense right now. 
Yeah, and I can't tell you how many taxpayers don't know about the safe harbor provision, and it's a really good idea. And it's something, you know, there's tools out there that you can use in your tool shed to take advantage of the situation you're in. I know I have um, a lot of landlords who have properties that are in different states. And so they also have a management company who manages it. But don't forget that you can take the miles for driving there or the airplane tickets for driving there. And then also I'm going to do a U-turn right now, a really big expense that a lot of people are forgetting for 2021 for their small business is um, personal protective gear. So if you spend money on uh, plexiglass or if you spend money on gloves, masks, right, and I know hand, I, sanitizer. <clears throat> hand sanitizers, I have a lot of my clients um, do Uber and Lyft, and so they had to get the hand sanitizer and they had to get cleaning equipment for their cars. And so don't forget to add up all those receipts. And while we're talking about receipts, is it important to save your receipts? Oh, definitely. In the event of an audit, you got to save. You know, they're going to look for your receipts. Credit card statements aren't good enough anymore. You got to have the physical receipts to back up your expenses. So keep an accordion folder, a plastic Tupperware container. And, and I think a really good idea is scanning them because now it's Days with the microfilm, those receipts are on plastic paper, it seems like, and they all they wear fade. away. So taking a picture or scanning them is a really good idea. There's some software tools out there where you apps. can yep, apps where you can scan in your receipts or take pictures of your receipts and then you can categorize it right as you're doing it and so you know which category it falls into. Right. And and the same thing goes through with rental properties as it does with if you have a business. Do your books as you go. Right. Don't wait to the end. Don't wait till you're about to do your tax return because you're going to get overwhelmed. And same with the mile log. <laughs> Don't do your mile log at the end of the year because how the heck can you remember what it is that you did in March of 2021 or where you were going or if you were, you know, for your schedule C, if you were doing a seminar or a training or if you had meals and entertainment, you know, how can you back into things? It's right. It's virtually impossible. Yep. Yep, you you got to keep track. And how many landlords do you have that you say, oh, how many miles did you drive on your car going to Home Depot, going to the rental property? I don't know. <laughs> and then you have to sit there and go, okay, how, let's Google Maps yeah. how far it is from your house to the rental property yeah. and how many times a month do you go there? And, and and then sometimes we'll have to call the place that they get their got their oil change done at and find out what their odometer was at a certain time in the year. So it really can be a daunting task. Right, right. Dot your I's and cross your T's. Yeah, and if you're an employee, there are still some things you can do. Do. Yep. You know, we you talked can. about businesses and rentals, but if you're an employee of somebody, you still have time to put money in your 401k or your retirement plan if they offer one. Or put money into your IRA. The nice thing about the IRA is money of my clients, when they're sitting with me, obviously, you know this, we have um, until the filing deadline, which is the 15th. Right. You have to April 15th. If Even if you file an extension, it's still April 15th to put the money in an IRA, which is good because then you could say, well, look, if you put in $5,000, this is what it's going to save you and it may not be worth it. Exactly. So you want and you want to take advantage of everything that's in front of you. And so if your employer doesn't match, my gosh, that's free money on the table. Make sure 
you're putting money in the t- in the IRA or the pension in order to um, at least take advantage of that employee match. And and then of course we know that the federal government did away with job expenses for the regular person who's through W-2. But I know here in New York State, we could still take advantage of it, but it's not much of a savings. Yeah, but every little bit helps. So if yep. you are spending money on your own job. Right. Save Continuing education, licensure. Union dues. Books, uniforms. Work, shoes, uniforms. Yep. yep. Save those because that adds up and it might, you know, it could save you a couple hundred bucks, but a couple hundred bucks, especially with gas prices going up, it's definitely worth it. Amen. And, you know, even mileage. Go from job to job. Job to job is an expense on New York, not on the federal, but on your New York return it is. Yep. Well, we've closed another podcast and lucky for us, Esther will be here next week. Yep, you'll get to hear her again, and we'll have more insights on page two of the tax returns when we go through them and start going through them again. Any questions, I welcome you to call us at 716-632-7886. And as Esther always says, when you call, you talk to a live, breathing human being. Have a great, great day. New friends, new opportunities, new partners. Cheese!